Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Wednesdays with Woody. Welcome, welcome to Wednesdays with Woody, where we interrupt your regular, regular scheduling to bring you this hot ass mess of a show where we'll be discussing everything trending and topical. If you didn't receive the memo, I'm your host, Woody Woods, and I'll be taking you through these Wednesday sessions where we discuss, oh gosh, Lord knows what, what's on the plate. I mean, I've got a pretty good idea of what we're discussing today, but <laughs> on a regular Wednesday, we don't know what we're going to be discussing. We just get into the booth and, I don't know, unpack whatever's permeating through my mind. And maybe you are hiding under a rock or, I don't know, out in space, wherever you are. This past week, I don't know if it's devastating news or (laughs) I don't even know what to make of it. I suppose we're just carrying on as though life is as normal and death is an occurrence that just naturally happens, which is very, very new um, from my experience when people in iconic or who live in the, I don't know, who live in the public sphere or in the public mind pass away. We normally all just take a moment to breathe and just reevaluate. But this past week, Queen Elizabeth II, I believe, I believe she's the second. Um, I'm not looking at my notes. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth II passed away on Thursday evening. Um, well, yeah, Thursday evening or afternoon, depending on where you were in the world. It could actually also have been morning. It could actually also have been like Friday morning. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Let's not get distracted, really. Um, she passed away. And wow, I mean, what a moment. The longest reigning monarch um, to have existed in the history of, I don't know, the monarchy, I suspect. Um, she passed away surrounded by her family and I suppose that's a beautiful take on it um, that she was in the company of her family but geez y'all on Twitter and on the socials y'all did not give <laughs> y'all did not give this woman any pause you know um, the discussions were very insightful from just speaking about the history of the monarchy, specifically Queen Elizabeth's history within the monarchy. Um, I don't know, there was a lot going on around stories of appropriation of culture, um, theft, um, the crimes, the crimes that the monarchy has committed over its course under her reign specifically. There was a lot going on. Um, on one aspect, and then on the other aspect, people saying, You know, can we just give, can we just let this permeate before we get into the vogue culture of it all and we discuss all the wrongdoings of this particular monarch? And I found the discussions very interesting, you know. Um, There was a lot of trying to erase specifically the pain of people who had been colonialized by the UK monarchy. Um, Those discussions were very interesting to read and just recount the kinds of atrocities that had been committed um, in the name of the Queen. It was sobering, I suppose, you know. Um, 
it's very rare i think in today's digital age for us to to witness both an onslaught and a celebration of an individual taking place on um, the social platforms but it also was a reminder that many of the atrocities that had been committed under the monarchy's name um, under the queen's name specifically um, I mean those are still very much lived experiences for so many sectors of society so many people in society and yes there was a lot of well from what I read a lot of joy at her passing um, whether that means any real change for many of the atrocities that had been committed in her name that's another story altogether um, there was some joy there was some sadness there was one particular post that I saw of a girl who was being interviewed by on CNN who I mean she began the interview very well when she was asked about the situation she was like I'm very very sorry and I'm paraphrasing by the way I'm sorry that the family has to go through this um it's obviously not a happy occurrence for any any family whether you are a monarchy whether you live in the public sect sphere or the, the public mind whatever the case might be but she didn't know the monarch she didn't know the queen personally um and she's quite 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 frankly she's not a fan you know um given the history given the the painful history um of col oh gosh colonization <laughs> colonization that the monarchy um has has contributed to the world in its entirety and that that for me was a was an interesting take um but it did pose the question for me as to where does accountability lie i mean there is nothing nothing that she can possibly do now that she is she has passed she's left this realm of existence she is in another realm of existence there's nothing that she can do to answer for many of the hurts um that so many people have felt um under her reign but i don't know that question of accountability is such a big one for me i suspect because for the length of the time that she was alive we weren't really talking about it we weren't really engaging with it we had almost left the queen and the whole institution of monarchy to its own devices or specifically the uk monarchy to its own devices not holding them accountable every once in a while there'd be a tweet around the jewels and the gems that had been stolen um from Af the african continent um that were now sitting on very I don't know very royal items such as the crown and the staff and 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 um yeah i i just really wonder where we're ever gonna get to a place where it's like okay fine cool guys <laughs> please here's your stuff here's your stuff <laughs> give it back to us um i think that's that i think that's a really important discussion to be had and now that king charles um is the reigning monarch will he address these things i highly doubt um i think the status quo is to brush the discussion under the carpet and not have a robust a robust conversation around the atrocities that have been committed um 
in the name of the UK monarchy and in the name of the king or the queen or whoever it is who's reigning or presiding on the throne at that specific time. So that was very, very interesting to me. Um, also realizing that, that damn, there is, there is a hell of a lot of pain in the world. Um, and trauma that really goes unchecked and un, unresolved. Um, and that when people are given a space and a platform to really speak, obviously you have two sides of the coin where we are prepared to either, I don't know, cancel, <laughs> cancel someone or we're prepared not to really hear their take. I always, I always say social media, you can really live in a bias if you're not very careful you your views or not your views well your views or the content that you're consuming can be really one-dimensional if you don't try to get both sides of the spectrum and try to make a informed decision by yourself around what you specifically believe personally from my perspective i really do believe that something needs to be done to address these atrocities and this kind of level of pain um Otherwise, it just keeps being carried on forward and on and on and on and on and on. I mean, we've, for years, we've spoken about, okay, these jewels and these diamonds and these artifacts that live in a foreign country outside of Africa. There needs to be a real discussion around that. There also needs to be a real discussion around um, colonization and its real effects, you know. I know we keep talking about decolonizing education and, 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 but child, where are we with this narrative? When, when, when do we close it out? When do we say, okay, fine, cool, we are moving, at least, if nothing else, we're moving in a direction of addressing these atrocities, this pain, um, this one directional form of education where some people, in fact, not some, many people feel excluded from the narrative. When I was very, very younger, my dad used to say that history is always written from the perspective of the winner. You never really hear the voices of the the losers, so to speak, quote unquote. Um, and that's a shame because once again, it just proves that history in and of itself is, can, not is, can, can be a very biased, biased field of study if one is not really going to fully engage with seeking the full spectrum of the conversation and really understanding both sides of the coin. Um, so that was a sad occurrence that happened for some um, and a joyous occurrence that happened for others. I'm neither here nor there about the whole thing. I also just, I don't find um, the monarchy, whether it is the queen or the king or whoever it is who's reigning, I don't find them to be quite as, hmm, quite as important <laughs> as perhaps they were previously. And that's due to many different factors, obviously the changing times, um, the world changing, growing older, realizing that actually <laughs> no 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 it's a hot mess over there um but those are my views you know I, I i do i do think that as a what do you call them i don't want to say as a tourist attraction um 
because I think they do a little bit more than just touristy things but I think they really do well as a tourist attraction for the UK um, it would be very interesting if they weren't just on the peripheral of really important issues and discussions that are happening and taking place within the UK or the world as they travel through and they do the humanitarian work it would be very it would be another it would be another interesting added layer to add to them but because I think of the structure of everything um, their voices are quite mute in terms of the real the real players um, in the in the sphere and also not to forget like did she not this night or pardon or excuse whatever the case might be um who was it is i think i think it's king king charles's brother for his involvement in the epstein saga which oh in and of itself is very problematic i mean maybe it shows a mother trying to protect her son um in some instances from the world that we are currently trying to address specific forms of behavior um but i find it very problematic in the sense that once again accountability um is very important and being accountable for one's actions whether just or unjust and in this case unjust you know you need to be held accountable for that you need to be able to go to jail if that's where you need to go whatever the case might be whatever you need to do to reform yourself before you enter society um so yeah so yeah that's that's one thing that happened this week also taking center stage this past week was penny the polar bear from the kids television series peppa the pig oh <laughs> I really found this discussion very, very interesting. I mean, it's nothing new. It's the same old rhetoric around the gays trying to indoctrinate the rest of society and, 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 and what a bore. Um, but for anyone who didn't know or wasn't, or isn't familiar with the story, so I believe in the very long and extensive history of Pippa the Pig, they've introduced two gay polar bear mothers who, um, are lesbian. Mm. Not gay, they're lesbian. Two lesbian polar bear mothers who obviously have a daughter, um, Penny the polar bear, and... Wow. Wow. The socials went wild. <laughs> and this really, for me, on a personal level, took me to a number of different places in my mind and in my, in my construction of how I would like the world to progress as we move forward through these times. I was very... Um, Yeah, you know, when we talk about the gay agenda, um, this agenda of trying to indoctrinate a mass group of people into following a specific ideology or way of life, 
and I'm not trying to show throw any shots here, but I always look at representation on TV and I always am like, but when we are continuously viewing and consuming straight culture in its many different formats, um, be it through a soapy, be it through a whatever the case might be, when we are continuously like just being force fed this a straight narrative um in education tv when you're driving when you're going to the toilet in all of these different aspects of life is that in itself not an agenda because i think it is personally um having studied media um when I was still in varsity having studied media I do understand the importance of representation I do understand the importance of how things are portrayed to a society and the educational tool that television plays in many of our lives you know um a lot of children learn to mimic a lot of real world interactions first by engaging with characters on screen or by viewing characters on screen and how they are then um how they then resolve matters and move through their created universes so yeah so it's very interesting to me when we talk about this gay agenda and the gays trying to indoctrinate the masses when really the way i have always viewed it as one as a way of representing or representation as one format but more more so as i've grown older as a way of being inclusive and reflective of the changes in society as opposed to being this one-dimensional view that a man can only marry a girl a girl can only date a man and there is no room in the spectrum for the in-betweens everyone has their specific place um and if you're not really vibing with the quote-unquote status quo you are what is the word you're a deviant Ooh. Very deviant, sexual or otherwise, um, which is a lot of the rhetoric that we've heard in the past around the LGBTQIA plus spectrum, the rainbow kids. And I've always had like a very deep, a deep problem with the specific take or the specific view. Um, or the attempt to erase yeah that's what it is the attempt to erase any form of inclusivity specifically on screen um for anyone who doesn't fit the specific mold of either being straight or in fact for being straight if you don't fit the straight mold (laughs) you can't be on tv um and it's very interesting to see how it's always played out because um, we see it in many different formats i mean we saw it earlier on in the year with lil nas x and the bet awards also the discussion around that when we were discussing representation was specifically around like you want a specific or the world can only accept a specific type of a gay man um you're not ready for 
for gay men to walk into very corporate settings with heels and painted nails and their hair done and the makeup and the blush we clearly well in many in many areas of life or in many corporate settings in fact no one is ready which is such a shame um but we've had that discussion before we've touched on it very briefly <laughs> previously um but yeah with this Pepper the Pig saga and this attempt once again to erase, erase any, I don't know, any form of representation that does not suit whoever's agenda, the straight agenda, whatever the case might be. It's very, very interesting to me. Um, and I suppose this specific topic really touched my heart a little bit more than usual i normally just would not care about a kiddie show um but it touched my heart just a little bit because i i kept thinking about the kind of world we're all trying to create um and whether whether it's inclusive of the many different the many different representations of being human oh yes and whether it's inclusive of the many different representations of being human and how there are parts of society that would have us erase um erase the different versions of who we are and who we could be i for one foresee i i don't see any harm in a child being able to see two cartoon characters whether it is on a movie such as Buzz Lightyear or it is on a TV show such as Pepper the Pig um, bearing witness and being able to see gay characters interacting with each other um, obviously this specific thing is very very important to me for many different levels for many different reasons not levels <laughs> for many different reasons um, as representation is very important and being able to see characters who are like you in one way or another is it's very liberating and I can only imagine how liberating it can be to a child of six years old or three or whatever the case might be um, you know it really does all tie back to that very granular discussion around when did you when did you know you were gay you know and for many of us on the lgbtqia plus rainbow and spectrum <laughs> for many of us we knew very early on it's not something that we discovered very later on in life we knew very early on we knew i don't know my earliest memories when i knew are when I, I can clearly recall just hanging around with a lot of female friends and this is before primary school um, before any formal form of education hanging around with some of my female friends or some of my some of my parents friends who had daughters yes and us playing and you really do you you know you know something's a little bit off you you but at that point i mean what was i i must have been three or four by that point you've watched enough tv or you've seen enough television to know 
what the world looks like from at least a TV perspective. Um, but you know that you're different. You can feel it. It's, it's, it's very, it's, you might not have the language or the vocabulary to make sense of it. Um, but you have an inclination, you know, of where you, where, or where you sway. Um, I cannot say that, oh, what is the word? In fact, I can't say anything about that anymore. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think that's why this specific story it was very interesting to me this past week, you know. Specifically with regards to, and maybe it's because I'm broody. Um, specifically with regards to what kind of world are we trying to create for our children. Um, I, I would hope. Really, I would. I would really hope that we're trying to create something that is very inclusive, something that's very inviting, something that doesn't make people feel like they have to hide who they are. Because Lord knows, being in the closet for a substantially long periods of time um, can have or can be mentally jarring to many people. Um, and I'd like to resolve that. I'd like to resolve that in my lifetime, at least. I would like to see people, young little boys and girls, whether they are gay, whether they are bi, whether they are trans, whatever the case might be for them, um, that they feel as loved and as accepted by the world as they can possibly feel. Um, yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to celebrate um, something that's different to you. But as human beings, I always say that it is our job to understand and accept um, aspects of life that are different to our own, um, if not for ourselves, at least for the individual across the table, across the room, I don't know, whatever the situation might be. Child, I feel like we've been talking and talking and talking. <laughs> And finally, oh, what, what in the who's who is going on there in Texas? Like, I, oh gosh, I, I really don't understand, but I don't know. So last week, a judge ruled in favor of a plaintiff who are of plaintiffs who argued that paying for insurance that covers prep violates their religious belief because prep enables and encourages homosexual behavior. Oh, oh gosh, what on earth is going on there? <laughs> Y'all, oh, I don't even know where to begin with this specific discussion. I don't even know how to wrap my head around this um, and how to make sense of it uh, it's just it's just it triggers me on so many levels because it then for me at least for me it goes into a discussion around well it doesn't it does in fact it goes into a discussion around LGBTQIA plus history and specifically around HIV and AIDS 
and how that and the impact of that virus on millions of lives and millions of people um and how <laughs> child how in favor of religion we're going to put many youth at risk um it's wild it's it's really really wild to me i really i really i really want to understand what is going on there in texas and jeez because it's a lot it's it's really a lot um It just, it, it's a continuous reminder of this work that needs to be done around, around LGBTQIA plus people speaking and telling their stories and, oh, but then again, I'm always like, it's not the job <laughs> of the victim to have to explain why something is incorrect or whatever the case might be. Um, Jeez. Man, Texas, get your act together. Jeez. (laughs) Yeah, like, I I have no more words. I I, I can't even get into it. I feel like I, I just needed to permeate a little bit more before I can... I can come back with real, real tangible words to put into, I don't know, real words, real words to have a discussion around this. Um, But that, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of this week's episode of Wednesdays with Woody. Um, As always, I'm so appreciative of you guys taking time to listen to this crazy podcast, Um, listen to my views on the world um, as I discuss these things. Um, and I hope, I really, I really do hope that as the week progresses, more light, more love, um, to all of us, um, and that you guys join me next week. Lord knows what I'll be discussing because I don't even know. (laughs) Um, but join me next week and thank you. Thank you always. I'm always appreciative of you guys giving me your time and your ears and yeah, Reach out to me on all of my social media platforms. Um, just search I'm Woody Woods on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, reach out to me. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear what you guys want to hear me speak about. Or if you guys want to come on board and feature and you've got something you want to speak about. Um, reach out to me and let's have that discussion. Until, until we meet again, my loved ones. Adios. <laughs>